Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to America Meditating Radio Show. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. And every Monday through Friday, we appreciate you welcoming us into your home and onto your iPad or your podcast or your iPhones or on the Internet in terms of a laptop or just welcoming us through your good wishes and pure feelings. For the past few months, we have really enjoyed sharing with you a variety of stories from folks all around the nation as well as different parts of the country or the world, um, telling you how they've stepped out of their dark patch of the soul and to also share with us some inspirational things that they're doing with their lives. America Meditating Show is really a simple show that is inviting folks to inspire and empower listeners through their stories. We hear real stories from real people telling you about the good that they've done and about the bad that they've done and how they change that bad into good and all those things that come on our journey where we're constantly grappling with moving beyond sometimes some tragic flaws that are hidden somewhere in the soul somewhere. This weekend we had a lot going on at the Meditation Oasis. Um, We met a wonderful educator called what was her name? Judy Dixon from New Zealand. And she did a wonderful program in her school of 650 students where it was a virtues um, it was a virtues program. And the virtue program basically invited the children to go through, I think it was five stages, such as what are you learning from this one? Um, what do you honor in the other person? Uh, you know, I see you, you know, saying to the other student in class, I see you as an acknowledgement that I think you're valuable. Within two years, her school became a model in which it revealed the change in the attitude and the behavior of the children. So she first started with two teachers who she thought would come on board, and then two went into seven because they heard how the classrooms for those specific teachers were really changing. And then it went to her whole school, where I believe she was sharing with me she had about 60 teachers. And so they all went for a training of this program. So Judy Dixon, um, congratulations, because she's a principal of a school. And this is where it really starts, is with the principal. Last week, Antonia and I sent sent out the letter that... um, was offered to the Chancellor, Kaya Henderson, and David Catania, one of the council members who's doing a lot of work in the school system here. And we're really hoping that they'll respond to that. And if anyone's listening in on the on the radio show today, to give them a call and um, tell them that you really think the concept of pause for peace, which basically invites the students and the teachers to pause for just 15 seconds at every ringing of the bell. And after that year or school year is over, we want to look at the stats in terms of attendance, scores, fights, um, the stress reduction of of the children. And that's what I loved about Judy's program because Judy's program was very simple and it really offered something beautiful to the table. 
We will have Walt Hampton on today. And Walt's a writer, a speaker, a coach, and adventure photographer. So we're going to get to him later on on the show and find out all the good things that he's doing. So we're looking forward to getting Walt on the line today. Before we get Walt on, we're going to offer our favorite, favorite poetry reader, Sister Gita, and she's going to offer something for our Monday morning, non-blue morning. <laughs> Hold on, here's Sister Gita. Good morning and happy Monday. <laughs> I have in my hand the gift of peace, which I want to hand over to your mind based on the words. And it reads, To be peaceful, you have to see yourself as a peaceful being. It means to think about being peaceful. It means that you have to be able to describe it in words. You must be capable of experiencing the feelings you would have if you reached that peaceful state. Now, believe in it. If you feel it, it's real. Simply work on it and keep it uppermost in your mind. Make it yours and it will become your natural behavior. So have a peaceful Monday. See it. Feel it. It's real. Om Shanti, back over to Sister Jenna. See it, feel it, and it becomes real. Happy Monday, everyone. Wow, that was nice. Thank you. You always know how to calm everyone down. How do you do that? The 30 years of yoga? Good job. Okay, we're going to turn to Walt Hampton. Walt is a writer, speaker, coach, and adventure photographer. I want to hear about that. I love that. He's a high-altitude mountaineer and blue-water sailor. His message to this, live deeply and live fully. Love well. Find adventure and joy. Rediscover the fun in your life. Revel in audacious possibility. Give to the world the gifts that are yours alone to give. Don't let your dreams ever die. Hmm. Through his dynamic coaching, live events, and blogs, Walt informs, educates, and inspires others to find their path to live it with heart. His most recent book is entitled Journeys on the Edge, Living Life That Matters. We're going to get Walt on the show to hear more about the good stuff that he's doing. Walt, good morning and welcome to the America Meditating Show. Good morning, Sister Jenna. It's such a pleasure to be with you. I love your bio. It's so real. You know, in Washington, all the bios are PhD, the man that did this. Yours was all like, to me, hard. I love that. Well, you know, our call, Sister Jenna, is to live deeply, fully, richly. You can get caught up in the head or you can live from the heart. Yeah. You want to hear a story that happened to me a day ago? Yes, I do. 
uh, somebody came to the meditation oasis, and she's been having struggles with her husband. And in a way, she was blaming um, us a little bit because her husband now is very peaceful and happy. And that makes her feel like she's out of the story. And now she's very miserable and not happy. And um, they actually came to the meditation center, and she stayed out in the car. So as I sat in the living room, I was saying, but my heart wants to just go and say hello and see how she's doing. But my ego says, no, she's going to yell and scream and get upset. So I went inside and I asked, what should respond here, my, my head? And it was my heart. So I went out to the car and I said to her, my wanting to come and say hi to you. You're not going to want to say hi. You're going to get upset. So my heart won. How are you? And there was a moment where our eyes just locked, and we both learned something in that scene. Wasn't that a nice experience? It's a beautiful experience, Sister Jen, and I so love that because one of the inscriptions that I always put inside the front cover of Journeys when I'm at a book signing, at an event, at a bookstore, is listen to your heart. It always knows the way. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to write this incredible book? Are you there, Sister Jenna? Yes, Walt. What was it that inspired you to write this book? Well, I'll tell you, um, I was trained as a trial lawyer. I came out of uh, Cornell Law School in 1984 and practiced trial law for nearly 30 years before I became a uh, coach and uh, writer and speaker. And one of the things that I noticed was that we get lost along the way. Uh, I was at the vet with some colleagues who were lawyers, and they had all of the toys, all of the bells and whistles, all of the traditional hallmarks of success, the nice cars, the nice houses, the vacation home, uh, and yet they were so deeply distressed, so sad, so empty inside. And I realized that somewhere along the way, many of us get off the track. Uh, and that's that was the moment when I was having a conversation with an old uh, dear colleague uh, who who had all of these hallmarks of success and yet was still empty inside. That was what the inspiration was to go and begin to write journeys. Nice, nice. Now, in your book, you note that we are called to live with purpose, passion, and possibility, and to live with joy, but can only live these gifts with intensity when we live our dreams. I'm curious. What is it that you think holds us back from living our dreams? Do you have an answer for that? Yes, it's fear. You know, we all, uh, we're, we're, we're fearful to live from the deepest places in our hearts. Uh, there's this tremendous cultural pressure that we all feel to, uh, to fit in, uh, to uh, live in the perfect house, to live the perfect life, uh, and... We fear deeply in our hearts uh, that we won't be lovable, uh, that we won't be enough if we step out of that mold. And so fear holds us back. We think that we have time to get it right. We think that someday we'll get to those things, but the truth is that someday never comes. Uh, And so our call is right here, right now, right in this moment of time 
to live the deepest callings of our hearts, to step up and to step out. Uh, and as uh, Susan Jeffers says, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me something. Um, when you felt your fear modality kicking in fully, um, what was it for you? How did it actually feel to you on the thought level? Do you, rec- do you remember? What what I felt? Yeah, what was it like to you on a thought level when the fear was kicking in? Well, the thoughts are always, I can't do this, uh, I I won't be successful, I'll fail. Uh, what will people think of me if I step up, if I step out? You know, it's a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a different modality for somebody who is uh, trained as a trial lawyer uh, all of a sudden to go into a much more heart-centered uh, place of work. And uh, and so, you know, it was what will my colleagues think of me? What will my friends think of me? What will my family think of me? Because, you know, particularly for men, it's true for women, Sister Jenna, but it's uh, even truer for men is that who we are in the workplace uh, becomes our identity. You know, the first question that anybody asks at a networking event or cocktail party or social gathering is, so what do you do? And so our our jobs become part of our identities. And to, uh, to step away from that is to sometimes, for some folks, to step away from who they see themselves to be. And that can precipitate tremendous fear. Yeah. Um, I might would add that back in the old days, a woman, it was, are you married and do you have kids? That was oh, their identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not, absolutely. Not in, world, not in today's world. Now, when those, the, the reason I'm asking this question, I'm trying to get uh, some answers for our listeners because what the show's all about. Um, when, you, when you went into that mode where you knew or... Uh, what are other people going to say? What was that tool? What did you do to shift that energy into love instead of fear? Well, and, and 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 this can be a very very challenging place for your listeners, for all of us. Uh, one of the things that I've uh, done for the last twenty years is to um, to engage in a vipassana uh, meditation, which is a breath meditation. Uh, and to and to, and just to sit with that fear, to let it to let it sink deeply in, to become friends with the fear, to know the fear, uh, and to breathe that, and to live that, and and, and to uh, to see it as a companion rather than an advers- adversary. Because the truth is, the fear never goes away. If we're going to be living, you know, my the title of my book, Journeys on the Edge: Living a Life That Matters. If we're always out on the edges of our lives, if we're always out exploring those new places to go and to grow and to be, uh, the truth is, out on that edge, there is always fear. Uh, And so fear must become a companion of ours. Uh, So it's a question of sitting with it and and breathing it in uh, and becoming friends with it along the way. That's that's very good advice, Walt. That's very good. You know, in Raj Yoga meditation, which the Brahma Kumaris offers, um, where comes to the acceptance that they are they are a soul and natural nature 
is peace and stillness. And then the practice is that they encourage you to sit in that truth until it becomes your reality. Then fear no longer has room for you. And I thought that was also quite an interesting process. That's wonderful. That 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 method was also quite wonderful. Walt, it's been a wonderful show, and I'm really um, I'm really to hear more about your adventures in photography and stuff like that. But we're going to have to get you on the show once again because well, that must be a quite a nice story. Well, it is, Sister Jenna, and it's been a privilege to be with you. And I invite your listeners to. Visit my website at walthampton.com. I write a weekly blog that uh, speaks to living richly, fully, deeply at walthampton.com. And my book, Journeys on the Edge, Living a Life That Matters, can be found there and on Amazon. Uh, And I'm thrilled to have had the opportunity to spend some time with you and your listeners. So thank you for inviting me. Same here, Walt. And please, when you're ever in Washington, D.C., do come by the meditation and give us Absolutely. a visit. Absolutely. I'll be there in the fall, Sister Jenner. We'll try to connect. Great. So thank you for having me. Hey, good care. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Walt Hampton, um, individual. Imagine from a trial lawyer to somebody who will inspire people to mountains and come out of their darkness. That's what we need. Waltz, I tell you. So we have approached the end of another wonderful show, and it is Happy Monday, as it will be Happy Tuesday, Happy Wednesday, Happy Thursday. It's not that we have to pursue happiness, but it's that we have to remind ourselves that we're happy inside anyway. Take care.